tonight on Huckabee. Show host and author Brian Kilmeade. Sarcastic stand-up with comedian Bob Zaney. Actress Alicia Witt's mac and cheese for the year. Legendary R&B group, The Spinners. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Happy New Year, everyone. Hey, we're in a brand new year. Yeah. You remember a year ago, we were so glad to be getting out of the 2020 COVID year of lockdown, social distancing, and washing our hands until they bled. The vaccines had been created in record time due to Operation Warp Speed that President Trump launched. And there seemed to be some real optimism that 2021 was gonna be a year that we turn the corner. Well, we did turn the corner, but we kept turning each corner <laughs> and we ended up on the same path as 2020, but even worse, Joe Biden was sworn in as president <laughs> and he promised he would unite the country. And on his first day in office, he united the country all right but not in a good way, but against his incredible changes. Folks, he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline on day one, putting tens of thousands of people out of work. He rescinded the highly successful border policies and became president Minnie Pearl hollering, y'all come, to hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants who flooded the border, overran the border patrol capacity. And then he promptly renewed the U.S. participation and the Paris Climate Accords, which almost instantly spiked the cost of energy and everything from production of raw materials to fueling your cars and trucks. His calls for historic levels of government spending sent the economy into the highest rates of inflation in 39 years. And his calls for mandatory vaccinations and mask wearing had the country split along political lines instead of public health concerns. This Christmas, we've had a lot of your grandkids' presents sitting on a ship out in the Pacific Ocean, unable to bring the cargo in due to a supply chain disaster caused by the same America last policies that Joe Biden seemed to want to put permanently in place. So maybe in 2022, we really can turn the corner and this time make a right turn both ideologically and politically. I'd like that. One thing that happened was that parents across the country got so fed up with forced teaching of how bad America is, and there were just some evil racist country, the parents started showing up to school board meetings and town councils and saying, we're not gonna take it anymore. And we saw it play out in elections in places like Virginia and New Jersey. In Virginia, a political novice defeated the Democrat former governor. And in New Jersey, a truck driver spent less than $200 in a primary to ask the longest serving member of the New Jersey State Senate, who was also, by the way, the Senate president. 
Have the Democrats have responded to hostility against big government spending programs and control by offering, what else? Even bigger big government spending <laughs> programs. Oh well, maybe 2022 will be the year that Americans will decide that our country is a great country and it's worth loving. And hopefully, we will brutally reject the politics and policies of those who say that America is evil and systemically racist. Because if that were true, you know, we wouldn't have such a long line of people trying to break into the country. And we would have no line of people trying to break out, which we don't have a line of anyone trying to get out. But I think we should form a line for those who hate America. And here's the deal. Let's offer them a one-way ticket to the country of their choice, wherever they want to go. And in the meantime, we've got a chance to defeat those politicians at the local, state, and national level who prefer socialism over our economic system. Yep, we've got an opportunity to slow and maybe even stop the long slide toward failure. And folks, if we do that, it really will be a happy new year. My first guest tonight hosts some pretty popular shows. You can catch him on Fox and Friends every morning, as well as on the Brian Kilmeade radio show. I think he's one of the hardest working people in the entire business. He truly is. He's also a, a repeat best-selling author. And he's here with us tonight to tell us the story of two truly great Americans and to give us a little history of a lesson that all Americans ought to appreciate. Please welcome one of my very favorite people, and you'll see why, Brian Kilmeade. Well, you've got fans in Nashville, Brian. They love you here. Wow, what a, I cannot get over this studio. I say it to you every time, but I just love this place. I would live here. You should, you should, I, I will actually rent this place when, when you like dim the lights. I think what we should do is we need to get you in the TBN family and just bring you here permanently. I, I because, think so. Yeah, they would if love I could it. have this audience. You know, I'm, I'm so delighted to have you back and I'm very sincere when I tell you and I told the audience, I, I don't know how you do it. Three hours a day, five days a week on television with Fox and Friends, then another three hours a day on radio. Everybody knows that for every hour you're on the air, you're prepping three hours. And you still find time for a personal life writing some bestseller, killer books about history. Obviously, that's all important to you, but these books have been just blockbuster. Yeah, uh, thank you. And I also know it's because I'm able be on Fox to get the word out. You could write the best book ever. It's so hard to, to get the word out on the book and then be able to come here to Nashville. By the way, if you want to get crowds uh, on Fox, you have to leave New York. And I can't <laughs> wait to do it. And, and they would like yeah. that. And this is where the passion is. And this is the way this would fuels our audience. Yeah. I think one of the things about Fox and you're, you're uh, been part of the family almost from day one, you were governor, that was a full-time job. Uh, but 
Uh, the thing about Fox is they ignored the Midwest. They ignored the South. It was all about Washington, Los Angeles, and New York. Yeah. And when, we, when I began to travel with these books, I used to come back and say, guys, you don't understand how we're appreciated uh, once we left the major cities. Yep. And, but this is the backbone of the country. This is what fuels. These are the people, they go to work every day. They don't look for fame or acclaim, but they deserve it. But I had been studying George Washington's Secret Six and aspiring for really 20 years. And then when Bill O'Reilly came up to me and said, I told Bill about it, he goes, well, I knew nothing about this. Uh, you should do this book and I'll help you. And he would sit there with my yellow pads and cross stuff out and I put it out and it did well. And then all of a sudden this war on history happened. Yeah. And all of a sudden our history, we're getting attacked from the inside about our past and our foundation. Yeah. So I said, okay, instead of asking people who are passionate about the news and passionate about Fox to, to read this story, I said, okay, you gotta get on the team because I'm not whitewashing history. There's nothing good about Frederick Douglass's life as a slave. Nobody says he didn't know his parents. He didn't have a pair of pants, never knew his birthday until he was seven, eight years old. He escapes to freedom. Five years, seven years later, he becomes a best-selling author who writes his biography. This is the story of America giving the land of opportunity, even back then, to two people that in any other place, they would have lived and died in the horrible circumstances in which they're born. And I mean Abraham Lincoln too. So now I feel as though, well, the 1619 Project comes out and CRT becomes now the curriculum there's gotta be a pushback. And if I could do anything like you're doing with your children's books, yeah. if I could do anything to push the American story forward, not propaganda, these are the facts. Yeah. We know we're not perfect, but the thing that makes us great is that we try to be. What I love about, and the, the book is called The President and the Freedom Fighter about Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. And, and you show that both of these guys come from very humble beginnings. I mean, obviously Frederick Douglass is a slave, but Abraham Lincoln didn't have a, a, a life of luxury growing up either. Abject poverty, no question. Uh, two illiterate parents, mom dies at nine years old, forced to move when the land stopped giving him food. So he and his dad and his sister, and they move and they, and they go and they relocate. And then he goes and leaves him and gets another wife and comes back and she ends up being a big proponent of Abe and Sarah's potential. But he would have one year of formal schooling. And I just look at American history, the one consistency. You know, Andrew, I was here when Andrew Jackson came out and the miracle of New Orleans. Yeah. This guy's an orphan had his whole family wiped out by the British. His dad died before he was born. And he said his, his town, his county, his country raised him and he was determined to pay it back. And he would, and he'd pay back the British at the same time with the Battle of New Orleans. So where else, what other place, they could lay a, an orphan, become a two-term president and call the Jacksonian era, he'd have more influence after. What other place could take a guy from the Midwest and Abraham Lincoln and allow him to emerge at exactly the right time to help our country that was teetering on the edge and Frederick Douglass, my goodness, they didn't want it. You were put in jail if you taught a slave to read and write. He found a way. He said that these white kids that he grew up that didn't see color, which is another important aspect. One thing about Frederick Douglass is he wrote everything down. He wrote his speeches down. Mm. He wrote his biography and he kept updating his biography. He said something while CRT is raging and we're watching what's happening in Virginia. He, uh, he says, I am, he looks back at his life and he said, I was friends with all these kids. And, I couldn't understand with the color of the skin. What does the color of the skin have to do with anything? He says, I'm convinced kids don't see color. And I go, oh my goodness, I'm watching this Virginia board of mm. school and I'm seeing that these parents are upset that their first and second graders are learning about the color of someone's skin and you're an oppressor or you're a victim. And I'm saying, that's the last thing Frederick Douglass needed as a kid. And he was thankful because of it. And he also said back then, sadly, we just need one more generation for us to realize there is no difference between black and white. 
That was 1840. Unfortunately, we needed a few more generations, but I, I think Americans, and there are some racists, I get it. I think we get it now. What you point out with both Abraham Lincoln, but I think even more so with Frederick Douglass, is that this country still does and always has provided opportunity for people who are willing to see that opportunity. And we've gotten better, not worse at it, since the time of Frederick Douglass. It's hard to appreciate something you already have. And that's why first-generation immigrants are so appreciative of this country. You see their tears in their eyes with Ennis Cantor. He knows what it's like in Turkey, and he traveled the world, and he wants to be here, and he becomes an American citizen. I'm talking about the backup center on the Celtics, became a citizen, announced it on our show. And then when you come here from, and I just did a feature on Ellis Island for Fox Nation's What Made America Great, and you see the emotion. These people just want the opportunity. We don't want the game rigged. We yeah. just want to compete. And I say to this, if you're a third or fourth generation immigrant and you look around and you go, I'm a little upset with this country. We're not this, we're not that. I'd say this, travel. Yeah. Go compare it to another country. And if you see something as good or better, stay. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. This is the book. And I hope that you will get it. It's still time to get it for Christmas. Give it to yourself or give it to somebody that needs to understand the good things of American history. And, of course, you can watch Brian Kilmeade on his show on Fox, Fox and Friends, and the book, The President and the Freedom Fighter. You can get that right now. All you have to do is go to Huckabee.tv. We have a direct link to his book and to uh, knowing how to get in touch with him and follow him on social media, which you want to do. I think he's one of the sharpest, most quick-witted guys on any television channel, anywhere. I love this guy, and tonight you see why. Right now, Keith Bilbrey, he's going to make his own kind of history. He's going to tell us what we have coming up on the show. Coming up, Hucks hero Jeff Kemp, and later legendary R&B hit makers, the Spinners, are on Huckabee. Go to MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter. And follow AdGovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. Well, it's almost taboo to point out, but the primary factor in who will become a felon, a drug user, or otherwise a societal delinquent is actually the absence of a father in the home. To save our country, there's perhaps no work that is more important today than simply encouraging and equipping men to be present for their kids and to invest in them, which is exactly what this week's Huck's Hero is doing. One of the most emotional and impactful things in the life of a child is their relationship or lack of relationship with their father. It shapes the course of their life in all aspects. And you know what? We have a huge deficit of fatherhood in our nation today. We need to get ahead of this problem. And the key is to connect fathers to their children. So many dads today, they're getting the message that they're not needed, that they're just a buffoon, that they're unnecessary. And that is absolutely not true. So the solution is to reconnect human beings to their Heavenly Father. And usually they're more open to reconnecting at the horizontal level with their children. Our mission is pretty simple. We serve, we inspire, and we network 
the leaders of the movement to strengthen fatherhood. The collaboration looks like this. An annual summit, some equipping seminars there and all during the year, and a strategy that has rallied around the documentary film, Show Me the Father. And uh, it paints a picture of how we need to repair this pandemic of disconnection between fathers and their kids horizontally. Jeff Kemp is the ambassador for Fatherhood Commission. He's a former NFL quarterback and son of another famous NFL quarterback by the name of Jack Kemp, who you might know. Would you join me with a very nice welcome for tonight's Hucks hero, Jeff Kemp. Thank, Thank you, you Jeff. Hi, guys. You know, on a personal level, I, I'm deeply grateful to you. You were and have been a mentor to my son and daughter-in-law uh, in a, uh, a spiritual group that has been so helpful to them. But you've done this for thousands of people and couples across the country. Uh, I don't know disciple. if it's thousands. My wife gets a lot of the credit. <laughs> we've not had thousands go through our home, but we've enjoyed mentoring young couples for many, many years, and we support other groups and ministries that do the same. Any of us can do that. You can bring a young couple into your home and help them get started, because marriage needs teamwork. Fathers are almost uh, non-existent in, in terms of importance of the culture. You don't see fathers lifted up on television sitcoms. They're usually the bumbling idiot. They're not father knows best. Their father knows nothing. And it's, it's a different kind of uh, expression. What would be the one great piece of advice you would give to a dad that would help him be a better father in this coming year? I would tell every single dad, whether they are present in the home or feel disconnected outside of the home, you are needed hmm. and you matter. And it's not too late. And if you will seek the love and acceptance of your heavenly father who is perfect, unlike earthly dads who let us down many times, hmm. you can heal a lot of the wounds in the past with your children. And you can become filled with God's love and his wisdom and his guidance to go and apologize for the years you've missed, the mistakes you've made, the pride you had, the disengagement in workaholism or whatever it was. And you can start afresh today. So I would tell a dad, seek the love of your vertical heavenly father and then get engaged again with your kids, starting with an apology hmm. and a willingness to go forward from this day forward by talking to them, spending time with them, telling them your story, asking about what they're interested in. And once you find out what they're interested in, you can build a new relationship based on that. It's a wonderful message of hope that you have just given, that fathers shouldn't just say, it's too late, there's nothing I can do. And I hope people will get in touch with you through the Fatherhood Commission, and we're gonna tell them how to do that. And I can't think of a better way for dads to start the new year than connecting with you and the Father Commission to find out how to be better dads, how to do the job. Mike, the Father Commission has probably 150 or 200 groups from little mom and pop groups to Marvin Charles's wonderful Seattle program that connects dads that are disconnected from their dads. They've mentored 4,000 guys wow. out of prison, drug addiction, and child, out of wedlock child situations into fathering. And then there's All Pro Dad with Tony Dungy and uh, Manhood Journey with Kent Evans and other ones. But those groups can help you based on your need. But all of us, every single one of us in the audience, yourself, myself, divorced dads, we all need to champion fatherhood. Yeah. 
because kids need love to find their identity, their purpose, and their potential in life. What a powerful and important message. You can get involved in helping Jeff Kemp and the Fatherhood Commission pour into men all over the country. Learn more at Huckabee.tv where there is a direct connection to the Fatherhood Commission. Keith Bilbrey is going to tell us what else is coming up on the show tonight. You're going to want to stay here for it because it's phenomenal. Next, the Spinners sing their number one hit, Could It Be I've Fallen In Love? Later, actress and cookbook author Alicia Witt. Stay with Huckabee. In 1955, our next guest formed the most popular African-American vocal group in our lifetime. The Spinners began singing on the streets of Detroit and went on to international fame with hits like It's a Shame, I'll Be Around, and the song they're going to perform now. Could it be I'm Falling in Love? Put your hands together for the Spinners! Looking so good. Huh. Since I met you, I've begun to feel so strange. Every time we speak your name, that's funny. You say that you are so helpless too, that you don't know what to do. You, each night I pray there will never come a day. Falling in love, but you baby, could it be I'm falling? 
return to sing another hit song, but first, comedian Bob Zaney is on Huckabee. Welcome back on this New Year's Day. Now, I've made a New Year's resolution. It's not to shave my beard or grow out my hair, which I wish I could, or even to eat more bacon, though I'll probably do that anyway. No, it's to get some grade A, 100% American-made Huckabee Show merchandise. Yeah, and if you want to join me in that resolution, go to Huckabee.tv, click on the Shop button at the top of the page, to get your very own Huckabee Show branded hats, mugs, and even these beautiful shirts. Now, all the proceeds come to help funding programming on TBN. Not one dime of it goes to me, and not even to Keith or Trey. None of us get any of it. And they're really unhappy about that, but I think it's okay. I'm fine with it. We'll just keep programming. It's not bad. But go to Huckabee.tv, click the shop button at the top of the screen if you want any of these wonderful. Uh, items, which, by the way, 100% made in America. That's important. Now, you know tonight's comic from more than a 1,000 TV appearances, including co-hosting the Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon, the hit streaming series Casino Boss, and his dry bar comedy special, I think I handled that well, as well as his hilarious topical comedy series, The Zany Report. We loved having him here with us before and are so glad to welcome back Bob Zaney. Thank you. That was so unexpected. Very, thank you for having me back, Gov. It's, uh, you know, I started out in this business, a lot of people said, Bob, you'll never perform down the street from Dollar General in a shell station <laughs> with the governor. I've arrived, baby! <laughs> I gotta get this out of the way. Uh, I know you're looking at me, I, I look like an insurance salesman who hasn't sold a policy in about five years. <laughs> and they're just keeping me around for the white guy quota. I did go shopping today at Forever 51. <laughs> I was gonna go to Banana Republic, but I'm afraid we live in one. <laughs> this is a great crowd. I, I was wondering if I can get you to go, ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Now, this is interesting. I walk, do you, you, you like walking, don't you, Governor? I see things on these walks. I saw a license plate, personalized license. Corey, good to see you. You look great with that hat. Did you pay it off yet? No. <laughs> I saw a license plate that said, rich girl. Now, I know people with money, they don't advertise. Rich, it was a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> then, I mean, I live in Nevada and there's a water conservation van. It was on the side of the road overheating. <laughs> Should I slow these down? <laughs> Do you know the last time I was here, there was only like 35 scattered people and let me tell you, you putting flyers on windshields in the parking lot is really paying off. <laughs> this man goes the extra mile for his program. 
And give it up for Keith over there in the announcing. Keith, you're doing a great job over there. Thank you. I saw you in the green room, and I saw this thing back. I thought you were Secret Service. <laughs> Good pass. Yeah. I do a little thing on the radio called The Zany Report. It's my take on the news. You want to hear The Zany Report? <laughs> a lot going on in the news. Let me get right. By the way, I apologize. I'm really hyped up on uh, Relief Factor and Balance of Nature. A new study has found, the band's going to love this one. A new study has found one out of five Americans drink too much. The other four are doing their best to catch up. <laughs> this is a high suicide rate among dentists. How many dentists are here? See? <laughs> Let me know when I cross a line. Fun fact you should know, Keith, 20% of Americans are dyslexic. Or is that 80%? I'm so proud of you. That was a math joke, and you did it in your head. <laughs> Dateline, Woodland Hills, California. Six cars collide into a spilled load of avocados. Luckily, chips were on the scene in minutes. <laughs> Guacamole. It's official. Uh, Brian Williams has left NBC News. Yeah. He said he wants to spend more time with his family and Chris Cuomo. A am I still here? Yeah. What a judgmental little crowd here. You should see the one I'm not going to do. This is interesting. Uh, one of the most popular TV shows in Iraq, if we have any service people who went there, you know what the most popular show in Iraq is, Governor? It's, it's entitled, Why Are You Afraid, Lady? Yeah. We have a version of that here. It's called The View. This is exciting. Uh, Martha Stewart's opening up a uh, restaurant in Las Vegas, and since it's Vegas, it's going to be a themed restaurant. It's going to be entitled uh, Insider Trader Vicks. <laughs> Big Martha Stewart fans here or something? <laughs> she served her time, didn't she? Yeah. Good news, bad news. Here's the bad uh, good news, actually. A Nebraska woman gave birth to a baby girl at the Dixon County Fair. The bad news, she got a fourth place ribbon behind two pigs and a goat. <laughs> you played those fairs, right, Keith? They're tough judges. In dog news, a, a dog can make 100 facial expressions, beating out actor Mickey Rourke by 99. <laughs> Had some work done. You guys look like you're all getting along finally. Remember that movie, 129 Hours? Did you see that? It's about the climber trapped in the middle of nowhere, got his arm trapped in between a boulder, cut off his own arm to escape. Now, they asked the real-life guy if he'd do it again. He said, yeah, but only one more time. <laughs> Look, if you don't laugh, you're just going to cry, okay, people? I don't need any of this. I went to high school. And Keith, I'll play that card if I have to. I, I would, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Kemp on here, football. I was in high school football. Yeah, the team. I played left out. <laughs> McKee's Rock, PA. A two-year-old got trapped in a toy crane vending machine at the mall. Police said it took over 50 quarters to get her out. 
can laugh. She's fine. She was fine. There's procedures. I like this guy right here. You don't even know you're here, do you, sir? You think you're at the Grand Old Opry, don't you? And I'm Dolly Parton, right? And finally, in Philadelphia, a man is suing a major fast food restaurant for serving him a chicken sandwich with a rat baked in the bun. Yeah, the 300-pound-plus man said, I was so disgusted, I almost didn't finish it. There you go, baby! The Zany Report! <laughs> that was great, Bob. Thank you. Thank we you. love having you here. I appreciate it. You know, it's a new year. It is. We've, we're saying goodbye to 2021, and we get to officially say hello to 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Hey, go see Bob Zany's dry bar comedy series called The Zany Report. Just the great comedy you've seen here tonight. Bob's streaming show called Casino Boss and much more. You can go to Huckabee.tv and find a direct link to all the things that Bob is doing. Thank now, you. The, the time you just saved me. Thank you. There you go. Makes it easy. Now, Keith's comedic delivery eh, may be lacking a little bit, but he sure does know how to deliver on telling us about our next guest. Keith, take it away. Look out. Next television star and cooking author Alicia Witt. Then the spinners return to sing. Stay with Huckabee. Welcome back. Hey, I just don't know anybody that has more fun with a fantastic band like Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. Would you join me in giving them a big round of applause and appreciation? So glad to have them part of this show. Well, my next guest is a talented actress, singer, songwriter. We've watched her since her debut in Dune when she was all of seven years old. She's been in Sybil, the TV show Nashville, Mr. Holland's Opus, which is one of my very favorite movies of all time. And she's been in so many more, including eight Hallmark Channel Christmas movies, which means my wife has seen her movies at least 187 times just this year because she watches them through February. Anyway, she's got a brand new book. It's called Small Changes. It's about tiny changes that can make us a lot happier and healthier. Would you welcome, please, Alicia Witt. Alicia, good to have you here. Thank you. You are so such a talented here. person. I know you're watching the band, and we've already said we want to have you back because you are a master musician, took four piano lessons a week when you were seven years old, mastered the instrument. Thank you. Uh, as I said before, you disgust me. You're just too talented. <laughs> and now you cook and you write books about small changes we can make. So you, you try to help people say, don't do something that you can't reach and yeah. do. I feel like so often with changes, there's a tendency to put down all these rules or to say, it's my way or the highway. You yeah. have to do X, Y, and Z every day for the rest of your life or you're messing up. And I just have experienced in my own life that those sort of rigid um, boundaries we put up for ourselves don't work and they actually backfire. And 
since I started making these small changes, I feel so much more balanced and peaceful and I love food so much. And I, I don't. You, you can know. tell with my swelt figure <laughs> that I barely eat enough to stay alive. <laughs> but you know what I find interesting? You really are encouraging people to use a lot of plant-based uh, foods and things that are natural and organic, uh, which, is, which is terrific. But you recognize that it's not easy to make massive changes overnight. So what have you prepared that is so tasty <laughs> so this that even is... Keith would like it? That's what we want to know. <laughs> this is a plant-based mac and cheese, and you can make this one on the stovetop, which makes it really fast. You yeah. don't even have to put it in the oven. So these cashews have been soaking for 24 hours. And if somebody has an allergy to cashews, you can also substitute macadamia nuts mm. or sunflower seeds. And I am not allergic to cashews. We're fine. Okay, perfect. We're good to go. They're nice and creamy. So pop them into your food processor. Okay. And then we've got some nutritional yeast, which is high in B vitamins. Okay. And kind of adds that Parmesan-y flavor. Mm. Um, we have garlic powder. It's always good. Um, onion powder. All and for that. Yep. <laughs> Salt and pepper. Good. And so far, so little, good. little apple cider vinegar, which brings in the tartness. Yeah. Okay. Tartness. And then some almond milk. You can use whatever almond sort of. Almond milk, hi. Huh? Yeah. You got to go milk those almonds, huh? I just don't yes. know how you do that. Really. There we go. See, I was thinking, well, you busted it. There's dairy in that, but it's <laughs> almond milk. Okay. Yes. And of course, you can use whatever sort of plant-based milk you like, oat milk, rice milk. Okay. Doesn't really matter which one of us is going to do the honors here. You are, because if it flies all over the room, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be standing right by it. Let's see. Oh, there it goes. Woo! Aha, it's working. That's there it. we go. Okay, now we have See, a... it gets all, there we go. All right. Perfect. So you have this. So you've some. sauteed some broccoli and mushroom? Yes, and some onions to start with as well. Would you use a little olive oil or something? Yes. No butter. No butter. Olive oil. Just okay. a little but bit. I like olive oil. I'm all for that. And then you add your pasta. Okay. This has been cooked, um, obviously. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, uncooked pasta is not real good. I don't care yeah. what your dietary plan is. That just <laughs> leaves a little of the imagination. Um, but I like to cook it a few minutes less than the package instructions. Okay. Because you want it to stay al dente. Mm hmm. And then. I knew that boy, al dente. I went to school with him in high school. Al dente. Al dente. Great Here. kid. Would you like to do these? Ones? Sure. I just you pour just it in there, huh? Pour it on in. Okay. Yeah. Is that skillful or what? That's beautiful. Oh, Oops. that's the yeah. Oh, see, I didn't. For my next <laughs> trick. Oh, well. <laughs> So I was doing so well, Alicia. You, you did it. Uh. You did it. And if I had blended it for the full amount of time in yeah. my book, which is 45 seconds, but I thought That's I'd That's it? 25 that. seconds? 45. 45 seconds. Yes. Still pretty quick. It would have been silky smooth, but I didn't want to have 45 seconds of... But you have prepared the full deal here, There right? it is. So this is the finished product, what it looks like. Yes. We get to try it? Yes, we do. May I serve you? Yes, please. Okay. Thank you, sir. I would use this spoon. Yep. 
And I will try some myself, of course. There you, you could, go. You could put a little parsley and parsley. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's not a plate for Trey or Keith. That's too bad. <laughs> I hate that when this happens. Can't stand it. Let's give it a try. Okay. Mm. That's really good. I would actually eat that. That makes me so I would happy. come to your house for a dinner party if you're having this. I really would. This is good. And I'm not, you know, necessarily, as you can tell, I'm probably more beef and bacon than I am tofu. <laughs> That's an understatement. But, you know, if it can be good and tasty, you don't mind it. Thank That's you. what has to happen. Mm. I'm so glad. I will eat the rest of it during the break. Okay. Well, <laughs> Alicia Witt's uh, book, it's called Small Changes. It's available right now. Find Alicia on social media, even as I'm speaking, with a mouthful of pasta. Find it on social media. If you go to Huckabee.tv, it'll take you directly to Alicia's website, information about her book. And uh, I might even let Keith come up here and try some of this. But in the meantime, he's got to earn it. And he does that by telling us what we have coming up next. Don't get my hopes up. Coming up, Mike talks with the Spinners. Then they perform their number one hit, I'll Be Around, on Huckabee. Welcome back. Now, you have heard the Spinners perform earlier in the show, and they are back to talk about their genre-defining music and to treat you to another of their hit songs. Would you please welcome C.J. Jefferson, Marvin Taylor, Jesse Robert Peck, and Ronnie Moss of the Spinners. Thank you. Thank you. We love having you guys here. This is a big thrill. I mean, the Spinners have been around for a long time, obviously. Uh, various health issues and ch changes in the band, but you guys uh, have kept true to the musical content that the Spinners brought to this country and keep it alive. Uh, Jesse, what was the motivation for you wanting to be in the Spinners and, and making their music ongoing and making it your music? Are you kidding me, Governor? Well, besides growing up on the music like everyone else, you know, my parents... Uh, took us to the State Fair, my brother, sister, and I, and later on, we saw a concert. Yeah. First concert that I ever attended, and it turned out to be a Spinner's concert. Couldn't believe it. We're watching the show, recognize the music, you know, from the radio, and we're really having a great time. It was, a, by the time Purvis said, 12.45, and the crowd's going nuts, I said, you know, Mom and Dad, I'd like to do that one day when I grow up. I, I, that's what I want to do. Had no idea out of the mouth of babes that I'd end up in that iconic group. It's you really are wonderful. living your dream. I'm living my dream. I really am. It's Isn't that really a great wonderful. thing to yeah. be able to do? Yes. <laughs> you guys came out with a brand new album uh, in August of this year called The Spinners, Round the Block and Back Again. That's right. What is one of the things that you wanted to accomplish with this latest album that just came out a few months ago? Well, first of all, to be able to record, uh, a, to be on a Spinner album, doing the concert's one thing, yeah. but for, for the guys and I to actually be on a Spinner album with our, our original Spinners, so I, and this Henry Fambro, 
it's just phenomenal. It, it really is. It's like, okay, I can die now. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, no, you're not done because you've no, got to perform again now, here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Now we want yeah. to enjoy and reap the benefit. I'm just kidding, God. I don't want to die the death part. But it's, it's really wonderful. We really appreciate Henry Fambro, and we're sorry you couldn't be here today. He's not feeling too hot, but we're really thankful. It's really a blessing that he gave us this opportunity after all these years to actually be on a Spinner album and share that experience with him. It's It's been a wonderful ride uh, for all of us, and we're just looking forward to the things ahead. We're thankful for all the fans that have been supporting us. You've got a bunch yeah, of them yeah. all across the country. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the music of the Spinners is timeless. Yes. You know, the music that came out, whether it's in the 60s or the 70s, the 80s, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The music that we listen to from the Spinners, it, it's like fresh. It doesn't get old. Right. Uh, a young person can hear it and say, I relate to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then old geezers like me, we hear it and we say, oh my gosh, that brings back some great oh, memories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, indeed, indeed. So what is it about the music that you think connects to just people? Oh, you know, our music is, the Smithers music is about love. It's, it's about yeah. good times. It's about uh, a better life, right, Marvin? It's about those love songs, it, like it, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Marvin, the love songs. The love songs. Yes. Well, Im immortal band, immortal music, and, and we're just so thrilled to have you here. I want to mention something that will make our audience happy and also will cause people to say, I think I need to go in person to the Huckabee Show and get tickets <laughs> because everyone who's here tonight is going to get a copy of the Spinner's new album. They're going home with something special which I think is really pretty cool. Indeed. Well, indeed. it is an honor for me to have the Spinners on our show. I want all of you at home to get more of their music. You can get, uh, you'll have to pay for yours. The audience will get theirs for free, but it'll be worth every dime that you spend to get it because I'm telling you, they're just as good. And uh, you'll, you'll say, these guys, they just have captured it. They totally have uh, made the music and kept the legacy going. Keith Bilbrey will tell you exactly how to get your own copy of this great album. Get your copy of The Spinners Round the Block and Back Again. Go to Huckabee.tv to learn more. While you're there, watch The Spinners' digital exclusive performance of their hit, Rubber Band Man. Now, performing their 1972 hit, I'll Be Around, with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection and Mike on bass, here are the Spinners! Hello, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. This is a fork in the road. Love's last episode. And there's nowhere to go. 
I'll be around.